0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. My name is Dan Johnson. As always, I'm your nine-fingered host, and we got a pretty exciting podcast today. We're going to be talking with Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics, and he's going to talk to us about binoculars and their range finders, and they're also going to talk about a couple new products that they have this year. We're, we didn't get into spotting scopes on this particular show. I may I, I may save that for another show because I am very interested in getting uh, a spotting scope. But today it's binoculars and it's range finders, and uh, we're gonna talk about their product lineup, their price points, uh, what binoculars are good for what scenarios, and and maybe the Out West Hunter versus the the. Plains hunter versus the the tree stand hunter in the east and in midwest i want you guys to stay tuned all the way to the end of the podcast because i'm going to make an announcement on this week's giveaway and i don't want to uh blow it too early like that was probably the wrong thing to say but uh i don't want to give it away too early and uh I want you guys to absorb this content, and you got to wait all the way into the end to uh, find out what the what the giveaway is this week from Vortex. So without further ado, here we go. On the phone with me now is Mark Boardman of Vortex Optics. How's it going today, Mark? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. Like I ask all my guests, how was your 2015-2016 season?
1: You know, it was great, man. You know, I definitely got... A fair amount of hunting in. I guess, you know, it's never as much as any of us would probably like, but uh, I managed to miss uh, a really nice bull in Washington with my bow, so that still stings a little bit. I uh, actually was able to call a bull in for my brother later that week, so that, that he shot, so that, that uh, kind of made up for it. But uh, um, shot a nice buck with the rifle in Colorado, uh, about a probably two year old whitetail in South Dakota with the muzzleloader, and kind of blanked here in Wisconsin, but, uh, so you'd think you'd be able to kill a deer in your home state, but not always the case, but, uh, so enough, enough to stay busy. What about you? I tell you what, on November 1st, I
0: missed, uh, a giant, uh, probably 170 class buck in no. Iowa. Yeah. I shot over his back. And then after that, I, I saw a couple more, but nothing ever close enough to draw my bow back.
1: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, Well, I'm sure it was a great fall nonetheless, so it gives you a reason to head back out, right? That's right. That's right. All right, let's get into optics, especially Vortex
0: here today. Why don't you go ahead and start off by telling us what you do at Vortex and give us a little bit of company history.
1: So I'm the marketing manager at Vortex so I handle a lot of the, you know the the marketing advertising uh related duties if you will media relations copywriting you know a little bit little bit of everything I guess you know um and then uh you know brief history of Vortex which actually is somewhat um you know it could be long or short depending on how you want to look at it but uh, the owner of the company um I guess I'll start, you know, it's a family-owned company, it's a veteran-owned company, That's um, you know, it's a, it's a U.S.-based company, uh, and the owner, Dan, and Marty, originally actually had a Wild Birds Unlimited store, so a store within the franchise, and they sold optics. Um, so I think that's where that kind of entry into um, that world, you know, started from that, Um, you know, obviously recognizing the need for for quality optics and what a person may be looking for. Um, That evolved into him uh, developing a a, a brand of optics uh, that uh, sold throughout the the franchise, which in turn evolved into a retail store that sold everybody's optics. And from that, uh, you know, Vortex was kind of born out of that. And I think it was all those you know, previous experiences combined, uh, you know, from from the retailer's perspective and the manu- manufacturer perspective, um, you know, Vortex was kind of born out of that with, with a lot of knowledge from, from both sides of the ball uh, as far as, um, you know, the needs of the customer and the needs of the, of the retailer and the needs of the manufacturer. Um, and they saw, you know, uh, an opportunity to, to hopefully, you know, start an optics company and, and, and try and do it better. Perfect, perfect.
0: Well, let's get into right into it. Where are where are Vortex binoculars and products
1: made? So, so yeah, as I mentioned, so you know we're we're a U.S. based company. Now that said, depending on the piece, I'd say for the most part it'll be, it'll be manufactured in Japan, the Philippines, or China. Um, now we do uh, one of our rifle scopes that we debuted this year is actually 100 percent made in the USA, um, and that 's right down to every screw, and, and even the glass is actually USA glass, which is something to my knowledge, um, nobody else is doing. In fact, and, and one exciting thing is a lot of that manufacturing, I'd say the vast majority of it um, happens about hundred yards from where I sit, so that's pretty cool. Um, some of our other optics have some final assembly some of I guess that you could say the more you know intricate portions of them um, that's done here as well gotcha so we'll get right into what
0: makes a binocular a binocular and uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the kind of the kind of glass that goes into a binocular and maybe what to look for when you're going to purchase a binocular that you someone like myself who isn't very familiar with what makes, I guess, the glass, a quality glass or not. And maybe talk us through what to look for on, on a a good binocular
1: versus an average binocular. So, yeah, I mean, you're going to want to look for a few key things, right? Um, You know, you know, on, on a, Higher in binocular, you you're, you might want to look for a designation of of HD glass or ED glass, and that stands for, you know, extra low dispersion glass. Um, you're going to want to uh, have an optic, you know, binocular that's fully multi coated, right? So that means on all air to glass surfaces, you've got multiple anti reflective coatings. And what those anti reflective coatings do uh, is, uh, you know, they they help ensure as much light you know from the environment is reaching your eyeball you know so when a, when a person talks like oh that's that that binocular is super bright or it's got really good low light performance that's what those fully multi coatings you know are accomplishing essentially um, it can be tough to discern one from another because within even all those labels or designations you're going to have different tiers of quality right um you know we sell binoculars that will say you know let's say it's a, a 200 dollars binocular and it's going to you know it's going to be fully multi-coated it's going to be waterproof fog proof shock proof um it's going to have a lot of those you know similar uh, features or or labels that you'll see on a, on one of our 1200 dollars binoculars um But so you're going to have different tiers, I guess, of of quality within those labels. Um, So it can be in some ways, you know, a little bit confusing. But, um, you know, once you start to look into it, actually, it's it's not too complex.
0: Is that in the manufacturing process of the glass where it's given a
1: different, like, a different quality rating? Ah, man. So it's just, it, it depends on, you know, heavily on... I would say, you know, the materials being used, um, the, you know, how good the optical design is, um, you know, that's going to come into play. Uh, you know, you can take, um, you know, one of our engineers kind of described it. He used the analogy and, and it, it works pretty well. You know, you could take the, the best cut of meat, right. And, and give it to, uh, and uh, a horrible chef, right? And he'll take that cut of meat and, you know, dunk it in milk and pour ketchup on it, and you go, holy cripes, you know, that meal sucked. Where you give a good chef, maybe a marginal cut of meat, but he might do things to it that make it stand out and be one of the best meals you ever had. So that's kind of, you can draw that correlation to optical engineering as well. You could take a lot of great materials and not put them together right, and you're not going to end up with a good binocular or you could take, you know, some, you know, quote-unquote mid-quality materials and make an excellent binocular. So I guess that's where a lot of that engineering comes in, in into play and the science of it. Um, you know, I'd say, you know, optical engineering is actually as much an art as it is a science. Um, so it's kind of difficult. It's hard to put things in a silo. If you have A, you get B um like i said there's there 's a lot of a lot of brain power that goes into it, and then of course i mean and, and you do have to have you know the right components as well but um it's 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 complex enough that it, it can be difficult to kind of pinpoint down you know and i could I could probably give you one of our engineers on the phone, and they 'd say the heck of a lot better than I would um but generally, when I go talk to them i don't understand what they're saying either <laughs>
0: that's a, that's a good point. Now, and just one last question about glass then, um, would you say that, for example, the Razor HD, it's, it's almost $1,500 and then you have, um, like, a, I'm looking at the low end, a $119 pair of binoculars. Is the glass in those two binoculars different? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yes. No, gotcha. yeah, it is. Yep. So, I, so, so you know- the
0: quality would reflect price higher quality would reflect a higher price.
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, and so, I mean, th- you know, there's going to be, you know, between a $100 binocular and a $500 binocular, you know, I'm drawing some gener- generalities again, right? Y- you're going to see, you know, a big difference, right? You know, you're going to, you're going to, you know, it's going to be, you know, leaps and bounds different. You know, that said, you know, as you start getting into that upper echelon, right, you kind of, you're getting, it's kind of a diminishing returns. So you're going to pay a lot more for, I guess, you know, less of an incremental increase. So maybe you're paying twice as much, but you're not making that, you know, that 50% gain like you, you know, are between kind of the one and five mark, if that makes any sense. I mean, you're definitely getting a better product, Uh, you know, more precise product, you know, you're going to have tighter tolerances, you know, better clarity, uh, resolution, color fidelity, but, those gains are going to start to get, you know, smaller for every dollar spent, you know, kind of when you start getting into that, into that top tier stuff. And, um, you know, and I'm not saying that it's not worth it either. Cause you know, it definitely is if, if you have the need. Gotcha. All right. So
0: next question in regards to that, the, into the housing of the actual binocular, what's that made out of? Um, is it waterproof? Is it, uh, is it tough? I mean, can it, I I'll be honest. I'm probably not the best on equipment. I beat the shit out of it every year, and um, and I rely
1: on a, a high, uh, basically a durable product. What what is that made out of? So it's going to just depend on the optic, um, you know, and how it was designed. Um, it could be uh, a poly housing. Uh, It could be an aluminum housing, Um, it might be a magnesium housing. Um, And, you know, all are going to have, you know, kind of their advantages, you know, depending on, you know, what you're trying to, you know, accomplish, I guess, or just, you know, what worked best with that optical design. Um, Generally, uh, you know, at least all of our binoculars, we have binoculars actually have all, all three, right. Or not all three in one, but, you know, um, just depending on, on the piece, it'll have one or the other. Um, but then they're going to be rubber armored as well. Um, you know, in strategic places to help promote, um, durability, uh, to give you, you know, solid purchase, you know, particularly, you know, if it's wet out or something like that. Um, and, and comfort as well. Perfect. Let's see here. And then while we're talking
0: about parts, Um, what, what about the, the eyepiece? I know some eyepieces have rubber, some have plastic and I'm just, I'm not saying Vortex does, but does that, does that make a difference on,
1: on a binocular? I mean, I'd say first and foremost, you know, I mean, you just want, you know, an eyepiece needs to be comfortable, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're resting it against, you know, um, (laughs) you know essentially not not your your eyeball but you know i mean that's definitely not um you know not a spot where you want to have uh you know irritation or uncomfortable rubbing or things like that so you want to be comfortable uh yeah but i mean generally you know a rubber eye cup some will have a little bit softer rim some will be turned in a little bit but you definitely want to make sure when you're choosing a binocular that has you know an an eye cup that that fits fits your eyes you know uh as well as you know comfortable for, for yourself perfect
0: so now we'll go, in, we'll go into uh, a couple scenarios here in regards to what you feel, what you're going to recommend as the marketing person for, uh, for Vortex for certain types of hunters. So what I'll do is I'll just start off with in the Midwest, a tree stand hunter. They hunt in the timber. They probably don't need to see it terribly long ways. They might do a little bit of glassing uh, from their truck. But other than that, it, it, they're, they're a tree stand or blind hunter. What, what binocular would you recommend for somebody, somebody like that?
1: So I'd say overall, and I'm going to talk about, you know, I guess the configuration first here. So I would probably recommend an eight by 42 or a 10 by 42. You know, in, in, you know, that first number, represents the magnification so how how many times it's going to magnify you know what your normal eye would see and then the second number is the uh the objective diameter so um you know essentially the diameter of of the glass lens uh you know on you know on the side that that you're not looking through i guess right um those are both very popular configurations um they provide plenty of magnification uh, plenty of light transmission um it's a full-size binocular but it's still relatively compact um so there's just a lot of versatility there you know you could take those same two binos and, and run them out west um and do just fine you know uh but they also you know work ideally in the midwest now i will say a binocular in our lineup that probably doesn't get its due and i think that's a little bit because you know i mean and and i'm guilty of it as well kind of the more is better mentality but our viper hd um six by 32 is a phenomenal binocular and you'd be amazed what you can do with a six power binocular it doesn't sound like a lot of uh, of enhancement on the magnification side but that's a heck of a binocular And, and if i was predominantly like if i was like nope my stands are in the timber uh that i'm hunting that's probably the document i'd carry with me gotcha and and uh that would
0: that would kind of coincide with uh right at last light right at first light type of whitetail hunter
1: yeah absolutely you know i mean i think it's just you know you just when you're in when you're in the timber you don't need a ton of magnification you know so and that that light transmission uh there's a number called the exit pupil right and so if you take the uh, objective diameter and divide it by the magnification that gives you your exit pupil number so for the sake of easy numbers right we'll say you had a 10 by 50 binocular so 50 divided by 10 5 you've got a 5 millimeter exit pupil so that's going to help you know person uh, you know identify you know how much you know White essentially is going to reach their eye now, like we talked about before. Other things come into play with that, you know, the coatings, the quality of the coatings, you know, how they're applied, uh, you know, the glass, the prisms, all those things. So, I mean, all things being equal, you know, that, uh, you know, that, that uh, you know, doing that math of that simple division gives you that exit pupil number. Um so it's not, you know, it's it's you know, again pretty simple and gives you know people something to think about, you know, when they're when they're looking at different magnification configurations.
0: Would you would you say that too much magnification in that scenario would hurt if you're in a tighter spot? I think it can certainly. Yeah. Okay. All right, now let's now let's take a step out uh, a little bit further west, maybe uh, in the plains of Kansas or. You know Nebraska, uh, Dakotas, and you're a blind hunter, maybe a spot and stalker, maybe even a tree stand hunter. But there's not a lot in the way, maybe a little. The hills are rolling, and uh, and whether you're, I guess, antelope hunting or your mule deer or, or whitetail
1: hunting, what uh, what's the next suggestion? So you know, I mean, again, you know, you're definitely going to be able to do a lot uh, with the 8 and ten forty two. I think the uh, the 10 by 42 has an edge, you know, in, in that type of terrain. Um, and I think for most people, you know, um, for binoculars, they're going to keep on their chest predominantly, uh, and handhold that 10 by 42 is going to fit the bill. Um, another another great configuration uh that you can do a lot of work you know and tear apart the country with is, is a twelve by fifty and we we make a few excellent twelve by fifties um a little bit more difficult to hand hold just because with that increase in magnification i mean it, it it's magnifying things, so you know if you're breathing heavy it's going to magnify that you know if 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 you have you know some trouble holding the binocular still it's going to magnify that. That said, if you're using it in conjunction with a tripod, you're going to be able to do some pretty serious work out there. So I know a lot of guys you know that you know hunt out west um and and they go to a twelve because they say, "Hey, I've got my binocular on my chest when I want to sit down and really set up shop and 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 you know glass up you know a basin or you know across a valley and really spend some time um they throw it on their tripod and and get to work gotcha so uh, for the for the plains type of state, uh, type of hunter,
0: what particular binocular from Vortex would work there? You know, I mean,
1: it's going to – I'll say this. So one thing we work really hard at is providing uh, a level of quality um, in each of our binocular series, right? So uh, we want people, when they spend – if they spend a dollar with Vortex, we want them to get more for their – Dollar than if they spent that same amount of money somewhere else. So I say it's going to depend on on, on a person's budget, right? Um, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say. Of course, I sit here in my Vortex chair, but you know, I mean, if you've got you know two hundred dollars to spend on binocular, if you buy a Vortex, you're going to get the most for your two hundred dollars. You know, if you've got five hundred dollars, you know, same thing. Twelve hundred dollars, same thing. So I mean, it's going to depend on on a person's budget. You know, what they're you know able to take on that hunt um you know if a person can um our viper hd series and, and razor hd series i mean those those binoculars are pretty tough to beat you know i mean that's you know the, the viper hds they they bump that top tier of optical performance and the razor hds i'd set next to anything that's out there you know um and you that just that that optical quality and performance is an asset, no doubt about it. You know, I mean those those open landscapes up the west. Um, you know, a, a person can spend you know a lot of time behind their glass, and you know, in in that glass, oftentimes is going to make or break you know whether or not you know quote unquote you know they're going to have a successful hunt.
0: Gotcha, and we're going to talk about the warranty here in in just a little bit but a guy goes into a store or he's looking online and he's ready to make a purchase he has a dollar amount in um in his brain he's like okay i'm not going to go over this dollar amount kind of a vague question but why should somebody choose a vortex optic over any other binoculars that's out on the market
1: so, you know, the first thing, I'd, I'd go back to kind of what I touched on before, and it's that, you know, you're going to get a heck of a lot of optic, you know, for your dollar, you know, and like I said, and you know, I like to think so, you know, if you buy a Vortex, you're going to get more for your money than if you spent that same dollar somewhere else, you know. And one thing we work hard at here is, you know, we want to support our customers, you know, before the sale, during the sale, and after the sale. And by after the sale, I mean, you know, the the warranty on, on a Vortex, on any Vortex product, it truly is a lifetime warranty. It's a lifetime, unconditional, no-fault, transferable warranty. There's no paperwork to fill out. There's no time limit. Uh, you know, if, if if you bought a Vortex product at some point in time and ended up selling it to your buddy because he wanted to upgrade and buy, you know, the latest version, he's got that same, that same warranty as well. So... Um, you know, if, if you're a Vortex customer, obviously we try to build our stuff so nobody has an issue. You know, in a perfect world, that'd be the case. But things do happen, right? And so, uh, you know, if you're a Vortex customer, we'll take care of you. Perfect. And I can attest to
0: that. I've I've uh, sent my pair of Vortex optics in uh, a couple times already, and I, I get a, a perfectly working <laughs> one back, even if it is uh, 100% my fault.
1: Right, right.
0: So – when all the great minds at Vortex sit around the the table to come up and design the next pair of binoculars what what are some of the things that they're thinking about and and they're trying to accomplish and maybe even some of the the um problems that they have to overcome in order to get to the next perfect binocular
1: so i mean you know and, again, I'd probably like to pass that one off to the engineers a little bit. Um, but uh, but I'd say, you know, I'd say one of the biggest things we think about is, you know, what are the needs of the customer, you know? And I think we, you know, do a good job, or at least we try to do a good job of listening to our customers. Um, and we're customers ourselves as well, right? You know, I'm an avid hunter. We have av- avid um, you know, hunters here, both in the Midwest and, you know, and, and out West. We have avid archers, uh, bow hunters. Um, We have, uh, you know, competitive shooters, you know, and, and they all work here and they're all, you know, extremely passionate about, you know, their respective interests and, you know, and vortex optics, right. So it's kind of, you know, the perfect match to come up with, Uh, new ideas or, you know, tweaking, you know, an old idea or, you know, taking, you know, a a current product and saying, you know what, this product is awesome, but if we did this and this and this, it'd be better, you know. Um, And I'd say that those are things that are, you know, constantly going on here, you know, and and sometimes it's not things you're able to, you know, implement right now, but you better bet that those things are going to be talked about when it comes time to, to you know to make an update or roll something new out
0: perfect perfect so we we've talked about the binoculars for a little bit but because this is a bow hunting podcast i also want to talk about the uh the range finder that you guys have can uh why don't you just go ahead and, and talk a
1: little bit about the the ranger so well and we can make that portal now dan okay. so uh, we've got the ranger 1000 it's been the, in the lineup for the last few years um excellent range finder uh, yeah, as the name implies it's got a reflective distance to a thousand yards um, it, it's got a simple display it's intuitive uh you know when you're setting up the range finder in fact really comes out of the box pretty much ready i'd say for the vast majority of guys ready to go it's uh, got angle compensation so it's going to come out of the box it's set in that mode um, it's uh, six you know six x magnification um, and, you know, it's going to come out, you know, on, on, in in three brightness settings. So it's an illuminated display, right? So, you know, you talk about those low light scenarios, you know, you've got one of three settings depending on, on your lighting conditions. And again, the ability to toggle through and, and change those brightness settings is, is, is pretty simple, you know? Um, so, um, you know, it's fast range finer it's compact you know to me i wouldn't want any smaller i wouldn't want any bigger right you know i feel like it fits perfectly in my hand um it does actually have a unique feature of it is it is tripod adaptable if somebody wants to mount it on a tripod for you know ultimate rock solid you know ranging um and it has a utility clip on it so like very similar to what you might find on a knife to fit in your knife pocket or fit in your pocket um it's got a clip. So, you know, you can clip it to, you know, uh, pack webbing or, you know, if you're casually in the yard, heck, you know, you could clip it like you would, you know, on, 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 a, a pocket or, you know, you know, flat edge surface or something like that. So, um, just another convenience feature, but overall very, very solid range finder, I'd say for the vast majority of bow and rifle hunters, it's going to do everything you need it to do. So, um, this year, I mean, essentially, we introduced a 1,500-yard version of that uh, of that uh, unit. So, um, you know, there are, are some, you know, a little bit faster processor, um, you know, a few tweaks here and there. But, you know, ultimately, you know, you're just going to get, you know, a, a, a greater maximum reflective distance on that unit. What are the, what's the battery life on one of those rangefinders run? boy now you're testing me i can tell you i haven't run it out yet um what would be the average battery life i might have to get back to you on that i know that i've the one that i have
0: i don't even think i've ever changed batteries in it and i've had it for even the one before because i have a i currently have a ranger and then i also have um I also had another one that I, I never did get rid of, but I've, I've had that one for like five years and never had to change the batteries in it. Right. So, right. Yes. Yeah, so I'm like, eh, I don't know, plenty, you know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. So I want to uh, just elaborate a bit on this on, oh, I knew what I was going to ask you on this angle compensation on the right. on the rangefinder. Right. Exp- 'Cause I, I I still think that there's people out there who may not
1: know what that is. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? So I mean, I guess here's here's you know, I guess I'll describe a scenario, right? So let's say you were hunting mountain goats, okay? They live in super steep, cliffy country. Um, and you see a goat and he looks like he's a hundred yards below you and you're like, Oh my gosh, you know, you know, whatever that you know where you might get, you know, a line of sight reading of 100 yards, right? Because it's going to measure, you know, point A to point B, right? Okay, well, that's great, except for the fact that that mountain goat is actually only 15 yards away. He just looks like he's 100 yards away because he's straight below you, you know? So that's where that angle compensation is going to come into play is scenarios like that, or maybe you're in a tree stand, um, you know, and, and you're high up and, and you've got a steep angle shot, um those are scenarios where um where that angle compensation gives you kind of that that true shoot to distance
0: is there is there like a little level bubble in there or some kind of gyroscope or something that that is able to tell that or is that
1: how does that little machine tell angles well I, i'll just tell you um well, I'll tell you that they're trade secrets, but actually I, I really don't know, Dan. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Like I said, yeah, I could get you with the engineering department. I just need to know how it works, Dan, or not necessarily the how, but I just need to know that it works and it's going to work for what I'm doing with it. <laughs> Perfect.
0: Other than that rangefinder, is there anything new from Vortex this year?
1: So, yeah, you know another really exciting product, you know that we're in this year, and actually, you know, plays right into, in my opinion, you know, the whitetail hunter and the binocular and optical needs of a whitetail hunter. So historically, the Diamondback has been the quintessential bang for the buck binocular in the Vortex lineup. Incredibly popular. You're getting a ton of optical quality, a ton of performance, a ton of durability. But it's not killing a person in their pocketbook, right? I, you know, you know. We talked a lot about the 1042. I think uh, the 1042 uh, in the Diamondback, you know, retails for about 230 bucks. So this year we updated the Diamondback binocular series, uh, and I guess by updated, it's an entirely new binocular. Uh, the only thing that stayed the same was was the Diamondback name and the price. So. Uh, you've got uh, you know an updated housing. You've got a short hinge design that that uh, lightens the binocular up a little bit. It's super sleek. You can get uh, with that short hinge, you can get more of your hands around the barrel of the binoculars. You know, so you're gonna you know you know hold it a little bit easier. Um, the optics are upgraded. The coatings, you know, they're they're dielectric, fully multi coated. So that that dielectric process is just kind of a, an enhanced process when when you are multi coating an optic. Um, The eye cups are updated, so you've got, uh, you know, new twist-up eye cups. Um, And – but like I said, they're the same price. So essentially we took that – the binocular that was, you know, in my opinion, you know, the best bang for the buck binocular on the market, and we made it better, but for the same price. So that's one that, you know – I think, you know, really anybody who's, you know, somewhat, you know, on a budget uh, but needs a quality optic should look at. And, you know, when you talk about bowhunting, it's just, it's definitely, um, I think it's going to suit a lot of people's needs, and they're going to be really happy with it.
0: Anything else you'd like to tell the listeners about Vortex binoculars or the rangefinder?
1: You know, I think think we covered a lot of good stuff, Dan. You know, I appreciate you having me on. Um, I, I guess I will say, you know, if anybody does have a question or, or uh, about one of our products or optics in general, or, you know, maybe a hunt they're going on and they don't know exactly what they're looking for, but they know they need something. Um, call us here at the office, you know, and it's, you know, it's 800-426-0048. Um, any of our customer care, customer care uh, representatives, you know, you know, they're very knowledgeable. They're happy to answer questions They you know, we, you know, I guess we want to talk to our customers, you know, we want to hear from them. We want to help them out. So, um, that's one thing where, um, you know, I, I feel like we stand out as, you know, we definitely are here to help and, and, and want to interact with our customers. Um, and so call us, Facebook us, you know, you know, we're pretty much available in in any way, shape or form that people want to contact, you know, others nowadays and, and we're here to help. So.
0: Perfect. Well, Mark, thanks for coming on the show and spreading the good word about Vortex.
1: No, nope, appreciate it, Dan. Thanks for having me on.
0: And that brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, like I mentioned in the outro, Vortex is going to be giving away something for this for this uh, podcast. And here's what you have to do. And here's what it is: they are going to be giving away their brand new Diamondback binocular. And it's a 10 by 42 power. So uh, a diamond back, their brand new diamond back, 10 by 42. And uh, what you have to do is go to the Nine Finger Chronicles Facebook page and share the post that mentions this podcast. And then I want you to go to Vortex Optics Facebook page and comment Nine Fingers sent me here. And uh, just blow up their Facebook page with a whole bunch of ridiculous comments, and uh, let them know that you heard about uh, their products from this podcast. And what I'll do is I will compare the. I'll, I'll pull a winner's name, and I'll make sure that they are that they followed the instructions. That they not only did they share this podcast, but then they also went over and uh, made the comment on Vortex's Facebook page. And uh, make sure you like that as well. And uh, I'll pick a winner probably on Friday of this week or early next week. Uh, and we'll go from there. So I hope everybody has an awesome President's Day. If you're in the corporate world and you don't have to work, I hope, you know, hopefully you got out shed hunting or uh, enjoyed some time outside. I, for one, am taking my kids to daycare still, and I might just take five naps throughout the whole day and do absolutely nothing because we just got six inches of snow and uh, that might make shed hunting a little hard but like i said if you want to win that new diamond back 10 by uh, 42 c- share the facebook post that mentions this podcast and then comment nine fingers sent me here on the vortex facebook page and that right there will be your ticket into the uh, giveaway and uh, they're giving away one of those and it will be drawn next friday blah 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 and always like always wear your damn safety harness